First Baptist Athens offers this podcast of Devotions for Lent. Today's devotion is offered by Jennifer Baxley. It is based on the story in Genesis 21, 8-21, when Hagar and Ishmael are sent away. The scripture is read from the voice translation. The devotion begins with music provided by Sarah Delbane, playing What Wondrous Love Is This, arranged for flute. Lay aside everything else for the next few minutes. Allow the music to settle your soul, making space to listen for God. Time went on, and Isaac grew and was weaned from his mother. Abraham prepared a special feast in Isaac's honor to celebrate the day he was weaned. But a damper was put on the day when Sarah saw the son Hagar bore for Abraham, laughing and teasing her son. She became jealous and demanded of Abraham, Throw this slave woman and her son out right now. The son of this slave is not going to share the inheritance along with my son Isaac, if I have anything to do with it. Sarah's demand was extremely distressing to Abraham, since Ishmael was also his son. But God assured Abraham, Don't worry about the young man and your servant. Go along with whatever Sarah says. For through Isaac, your covenant children will be named. As for the son of the slave woman, I will take care of him. I will raise up a nation through him as well, because he is also your son. So Abraham got up early in the morning, took bread and a container of water, and gave them to Hagar. He placed them on her shoulder, gave her the child, his firstborn, and sent her away. She left and wandered in the wilderness near Beersheba. When the water in the container was all gone, in desperation she left the child under the shade of one of the bushes. 
Then she walked off and sat down opposite him, about a bowshot away. I can't bear to watch my child die. As she sat there, she cried loudly. God heard the voice of young Ishmael, and a messenger of God called out to Hagar from heaven. Why are you so upset, Hagar? Don't be afraid. God has heard the voice of young Ishmael. Come now, lift him up, and take him by the hand. I have plans to make a great nation from his descendants. Then God opened Hagar's eyes. She looked up from her grief and saw a well of water not far away. She went over to it, filled the container she carried with water, and gave the young man a drink. God watched over him for the rest of his life. Ishmael grew up, lived in the wilderness, and became an expert archer. So Ishmael went on to live out his life in the wilderness of Paran, When the time was right, his mother obtained a wife for him from her homeland, Egypt. As we dealt with the length and complexity of today's passage in Genesis, I couldn't help thinking that this story is a perfect reflection and representation of the season of Lent. It is full of wilderness and wandering, of pleading and humility. It is marked by pain and uncertainty and a longing for resurrection. And that was the word that came to me as we studied this passage at length in the context of Lent, resurrection. No, not the resurrection that you're thinking about, not the big R resurrection that we are all waiting for in several weeks, capped off with our ringing chorus of Christ the Lord is risen today. No, not that resurrection. I'm talking about the lowercase r resurrections, those resurrection moments that can happen even in darkness, especially in darkness that remind us of ultimate hope. And today's passage is riddled with tiny resurrection moments. Ishmael, left for dead by his mother, is heard by God. Hagar is reassured by an angel. The boy is lifted with Hagar's hand. Water is present where just moments before all seemed dry and lost. God's presence is with the boy, and he grows and makes a way in the wilderness where he will make his own nation. And his mother, who could not even provide his basic needs just verses before, is at the end of the passage providing him a wife. And God's promise is fulfilled. If you struggle at all like I did with the decision God made to allow Abraham to cast Ishmael and Hagar out in the first place, here is the moment where God keeps his promise to Abraham. And, dare I say, perhaps even our experience of God in this passage reaches a resurrection moment. If you have been in the wilderness before, and chances are you have, you know these little moments well. I can't seem to stop thinking about a moment I witnessed recently in the hospital. It was in the room of a patient who had been struggling mightily with COVID-19 for weeks. First, let me just commend my rehabilitation colleagues who have spent months 
working diligently with these patients. As a part-time therapist, I typically only step in when staffing is low or COVID census is high, so I cannot claim vast experience, but this particular day stands out. This patient did not seem at all happy. When I walked in his room to suggest the daunting task of getting out of the bed and sitting in a chair, he looked at me and gruffly said, you don't ask a lot, do you? Sarcasm intended. Sarcasm is an effective tool, but it rarely works on physical therapists. So from there, we worked slowly, methodically, step by step. Even with a large dose of supplemental oxygen supporting his breathing, his oxygen levels would drop by 10 or 15 points just propping on his elbow. You can imagine how long it took us to achieve bedside sitting. All the while, he was voicing his frustration until finally I apologized that I had to push him so hard. In a brief moment, his countenance changed and he looked me in the eye and he said, No, I am so glad you are here with me. I'm not sure in that moment if it was the loneliness and isolation talking or a deep desire beneath all that fatigue to get better. But in the midst of all the sad, I saw a glimpse of a tiny resurrection moment. And it was enough to nudge me to push him to finish what we started. And so we stood two small steps and he allowed his body to collapse into the chair. Mission accomplished. There would not be further therapy that day, no seated exercise to finish our session. That task alone had taken over 20 minutes, and he was exhausted. But for that day, the chair would be enough. And I pray that since that day, he has had many more resurrection moments along his way to complete healing. For some of us, this pandemic season has felt like wilderness. For others, there is darkness within this darkness, perhaps a death, a job loss, loneliness, depression, or addiction struggles. Light sometimes feels far away. But if the story of Hagar teaches us anything, it is that even in the dark, hope is real, resurrection is possible, and ultimately those small moments can lead to complete healing. It is the story of Lent as well, is it not? As we pray and reflect, share moments of ashes and communion, turn our hearts toward penitence and humility. May we also be aware of the tiny resurrection moments in the midst of our darkness as a beautiful foreshadowing of that ultimate big R resurrection. And when we do, just maybe, we can sing, Christ the Lord is risen today a little bit louder this year. So may it be. I would like for you to consider in recent months what light you have seen shining through in the midst of darkness and remember to thank God for that light. Let's pray together. Holy God, thank you for the gift of hope and the ways that you offer new life where it seemed there was none. Teach us always to trust you in the dark, knowing that you are the giver of light. Amen.